The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. I want to bring it back to one of the main stories today, which, of course, is uh, Signature Bank getting shut down, some of the fallout of Silicon Valley Bank. I want to bring back our former guest that we were just talking about, Barney Frank, the co-sponsor of the Dodd-Frank Act, as well as a board member of Signature Bank. Barney, thank you, as always, for joining us on the radio today. Let's start with a simple question. What happened? Well, one former board member, the board was dissolved by the FDIC. What happened was the fallout, as I heard you say, I think, from Silicon Valley Bank, uh, we got hit, uh, although we, Signature, were in good shape. In fact, given what the the Fed and the uh, uh, FDIC announced today, if that had been announced on Friday, we would have had no problem at all. We began to lose deposits on Friday uh, out of reaction to what happened in Silicon Valley. What you also had was it wasn't just Silicon Valley. It was a uh, a punishment for anybody involved with crypto. This is a uh, – and I think, in fact, what happened was we, we had gotten into crypto, although in a way that no way put us at risk. We facilitated our customers who wanted to deal with each other in crypto. But we were noted as someone that was doing crypto, as I said, not in a way that was risky to us. And there was this uh, uh, fleeing of banks that were seen to have crypto. Now, it was a liquidity issue, not a solvency issue. And we had by Sunday actually gotten back to a point where we had the liquidity. But I believe the regulators wanted to send a message that crypto is toxic, frankly. And they wanted to tell everybody to get as far away from crypto as they could. And well, we were signaled out to be the, the poster child for that message. Well, and Barney, like that, your your CEO, Joe DiPaolo, has actually said the same thing you just said, which is the exposure was responsibly handled. It was limited exposure, uh, where Silicon Valley Bank, for example, had a lot more exposure to tech startups, to VCs. Yes, so That's how did saying. crypto lead to the shutdown of Signature exactly? Walk us through the details. Two ways. First of all, deposits. And like other banks... Uh, that catered to businesses, as we do, we didn't cater to high tech. We catered to largely uh, commercial lenders. We're a big housing developer, which is one of the things I liked about our role. Um, what? So we had a lot of large depositors who were uninsured, and they panicked, uh, knowing that we were involved with crypto. And we explained to them, but it was crypto in a very responsible way that didn't expose us. They didn't want to hear it. They just wanted to go to J.P. Morgan or Bank of America just in case. So what? What the way crypto hurt us was the fact that we are involved with crypto, although, as I said, in a way different than SVB uh, and have large uninsured depositors, they panicked and, and fled. What the Fed did now by announcing they would back up, or what FDIC did, that they'd back up uninsured depositors, and make a liquidity facility open at the Fed, that would have kept us from having a problem. And as I said, I think the regulators, knowing that we were involved with crypto, even though in a totally different way, wanted to send a message to get people away from crypto. I think some of the regulators uh, 
we're a little nervous that they've been a little too accommodating in crypto, and uh, uh, particularly after FTX, which which is always the right. whole atmosphere. Barney, they wanted you're talking about. Let me just let me just hop in here. You're talking about uh, mostly uninsured deposits. Roughly ninety percent of deposits for Signature were uninsured. Look, you're yeah, a co-sponsor of a of the Dodd Frank Act, uh, which is known for uh, regulation. Why didn't why wasn't this addressed earlier? Because we were defeated. I it's a good point. I wanted to extend deposit insurance for larger businesses. We have a payroll issue. Uh, there had been a temporary extension of that in 2008, and I pushed for it in a House version of the bill. We extended it, but we ran into political opposition, first from the large banks, which frankly don't want people to have that reassurance, because that makes it likely for people, as happened now, to pull out of smaller banks to go to B of A or J.P. Morgan Chase. We had Republican opposition who saw it well. This is interference with the economy. We had some people on the left who said, oh, don't insure the very rich, although extending to business accounts, that guarantee protects working people because it protects payroll. Of course. So the answer is, that's a good question. I tried to get it extended, and I hope that what will happen now is people having learned the uh, backing of the uninsured, raising the insurance level, will not be a one-off for this crisis, but that my former colleagues will take steps to extend it, yeah. uh, particularly for payroll accounts. Well, should there be any forward. limit? I mean, shouldn't we? Uh, the Fed has essentially come out now with its statement and um, assured depositors across the country that there's no more limit, that every every deposit yeah, is insured. Is that, is that okay? That's a, that's a necessary temporary measure until they work out. And what I think you need to do is to raise the limit, first of all, on business accounts. We're not talking about rich individuals' pocket money. We're talking about, because what do you do if you're a business and you have to have meet a payroll that's in the uh, in the hundreds of thousands of millions? I would say, this is off the top of my head, I'm not there to do the research now, that you would want to say that an amount that would get you through at least one payroll period and maybe two, so you could then make other arrangements. But why, why should there be limit. any limit, Barney? I mean, why should why does America have these thousands people. of banks? Why not just have you know like five or ten big institutions so that we don't have to have because these problems all the time? Here's the reason: if you're talking about a personal account of a million dollars, five banks will do it. What if you're a business that has a payroll in the tens of millions? How many banks do you have to do? It would be very inefficient to have them have to have. 50 banks. And why do it? It's to protect not the banks, but to protect working people. That's why there was a lot of pressure from... I get that. I get. I just don't understand why there should be a limit. Any. I guess you could vilify rich people. Oh, he has a million dollars in that bank account, but who cares? Like, why, why should there be any limit? Why not insure all deposits? Because there is a potential cost to the federal government. There is a potential moral hazard. There's some throw safety to having people check with their bank. You don't want banks that are irresponsible to have an un, un, uh, restricted limit. Um, I would make it pretty high, uh, and I think the need again right. is, to, and I'm not vilifying rich people, what I'm saying is there's no policy need to protect millions of dollars in individual pocketage. There is a policy need to protect an institution that has payroll and not make them go to 10 or 20 or 40 banks and then let them put the bank to have a bank which is sufficient to at least get them through 
a month's payroll. Right. And uh, that's the, the specifics I would work for. So what we tried to do in the House in 2008. We didn't have the votes to do it in the Senate. But I hope now people have learned, frankly, that we were right. They will do that. Barney, New York Governor Kathy Hochul said the takeover of Signature Bank by federal regulators on Sunday, quote, was not a bailout. Do you agree? Who said it wasn't a bailout? New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Yeah, well, I don't see how it's a bailout. Um, what's going to happen is, the, in fact, I don't well, think... Well, they certainly bailed out idea. the depositors. Yeah, but not just of Signature Bank. Every depositor was. Yeah. Not, it, 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 I'm sorry, can I finish a sentence? Please, please. The fact is, nothing was done with regard to depositors at Signature Bank different than any other bank in America. So, no, if it was a bailout for Signature, it was a bailout for everybody. Secondly, and I think for good policy reasons, you don't want to have uh, uh, people's payrolls going unmet and hurting innocent people and and the economy. Uh, Beyond that, what's going to happen is that the FDIC is going to sell the bank. I predict that they're going to get a pretty good price for it, confirming that there was no reason endemic to the bank or intrinsic to the bank to shut it down. I think they were just trying to send an anti-crypto message. Um, but they, uh, uh, as far as the shareholders are concerned, nobody's going to get any money other than what's brought in by a sale. There'll be no taxpayer money that in any way will be uh, uh, repaying shareholders. Uh, Congressman, I want to ask you a couple questions about what's left of Signature Bank as well. Let's start with their digital payments Wait, platform. hang on one second. I'm gonna, I'm, hang on one second until the train announcements stop on the <laughs> substation. Well. Of course, we are happy to to wait for that. But of course, there's going to be a a lot of more headlines as well. And then the time we have left with you, Congressman, I want to ask you about the digital payments platform, Signet. Is it still online? Yes, I said go ahead. Is is Signet still online, the digital payments platform associated with Signature Bank? What platform? Signet. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. No worries. Let's move on to the next one. You're talking about the big banks and simply uh, the regulation required for them. Who benefits from what you're seeing on the FDIC front and the Fed front? Who benefits? Oh, who benefits uh, from the FDIC are working people who uh, have to have have to be paid. And sure, but in, I meant in terms of the shutdown of Signature Bank. Where did those funds go? I'm sorry, you're asking me different questions. You asked me, uh, I thought, about uh, who benefits. In the first place, with regard to depositors, nothing is being done at Signature that isn't being done everywhere else. And the purpose is so that people can meet payrolls, uh, and I'm all in favor of that. And I know that's been a lot of the the demand. Um, As far as funds are concerned, uh, other than, yeah, there'll be funds that will bail out the deposits. The FDIC has announced, and again, not differently for Signature than any other bank, that there will, if necessary, be an assessment on other banks to build, build up the FDIC fund, because those payments come out of not general tax revenues, but FDIC funds that are, that are generated by fees paid by banks. As far as shareholders are concerned, uh, any, recomp- any compensation to shareholders will come from the proceeds when the FDIC sell signature to some other entity. And whatever those are, that'll be enough. Hey, hey Barney, Critty uh, uh, and I were initially discussing your legislation this morning because uh, it, 
it turns out that um, SVB would have been under the scrutiny of regulators had it not been for the 2018 partial repeal or exemption of banks holding less than $100 billion in assets from scrutiny right away and then 100 to $250 billion from scrutiny over the next year and a half. Um, exemption from Dodd-Frank. Do you think that that's going to be turned back around? Are these banks... Probably not. Here's the response to that. It was not an exemption from regulation. It was an exemption from a particularly strict regulation, which still applies to the larger banks. I will tell you that uh, Signature was in that category of banks that got not the strictest regulation, but there was still serious regulation. And I will tell you that during that period, since 2018, the regulators were very involved with Signature. Um, so, no, I, I don't think – I think the problem was, frankly, um, digital as a new element in the system. And uh, there was regulation regarding digital. It, uh, I think what happened, frankly, was with FTX, that just scared people so much in digital that you got this deposit runs that were unanticipated. But it wasn't a lack of regulation. Uh, the regulators had the power. They did not have the, uh, the same strictness that they had, say, with uh, Wells Fargo or City. But it was not a case of removing regulation. The banks were still subject to regulation. And I can tell you with regard to signature, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, serious regulation, even after that bill passed. The reason I ask is just that President Biden held a press conference this morning in which he said that he would ask Congress and banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely that this kind of failure would happen. Do you see that as necessary with your experience? And uh, what? I mean, kind- yes, I, I don't see it as necessary. Remember. This is not a widespread set of failures, in part because of the rules we did put in place, uh, so that even banks that were getting hit with uh, deposit bonds are still solvent uh, because they were better capitalized thanks to the legislation and because they were not allowed to get involved thanks to the Volcker rule and excessively risky, underfunded uh, derivatives. I think there are ways the regulations should be tightened, yes. Uh, so I don't think it's Uh, I wouldn't say necessary, but I think it would be very beneficial to tighten them in some ways. Congressman, at Signature Bank specifically, when did the bank know that the federal government was very concerned about it and would, in fact, take it over? Well, we heard about it on uh, over the weekend. What happened was on Friday, things were okay, And then on Friday afternoon, uh, we got hit with a um, billions and billions of dollars in uh, withdrawals of deposits. Uh, because we are business-oriented, lend a lot to uh, developers, property owners, uh, housing people. Um, we have large depositors, uh, disproportionately to, say, the average bank. And um, we began to get these deposit outflows on Friday, began dealing with them. I believe by Sunday we had resolved that, finding more capital and the deposit outflows stopped. Uh, I believe that the regulators stepped in uh, even after we had managed to stabilize that because of their determination to, to, to get people to move away from, from crypto, and we were the poster child for that decision. Barney, was there any wrongdoing at Signature Bank? Any fraud? Any what? Any fraud? 
any, I'm sorry, say, uh, any uh, wrongdoing? Did anything uh, wrong happen at Signature Bank, in your opinion? Anything wrong, did you say? Yes. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think if there hadn't been that run on deposits, um, you wouldn't have uh, had the problem. And by the way, I just learned this morning, uh, the FDIC has removed the chairman, dissolved the board, and removed the CEO and, uh, and, and one vice chair, but has otherwise kept all the people in place, including the people who run the bank. Um, and I think you'll see when the, uh, when the sale comes that it, it's a fundamentally sound bank. And no, they have not pointed to any specific uh, pattern of, uh, right. of, of, of wrongdoing or incompetence. It was, as I said, the, uh, the, the run spurred by the combination of FTX led to SVB and SVB to us. All right, uh, Congressman, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We're going to let you go and let you get your train. Uh, Congressman Barney Frank, former representative for uh, the U.S. House of Representatives for uh, the state of Massachusetts. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.